Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Running on Scuffs. Uh, it's great to have everybody here with us tonight, including our wonderful team of, uh, of Scuffs here with us tonight. Uh, we've got a very entertaining show for you guys tonight. I can assure you of that. Um, <clears throat> but without further ado, let's get into some introductions so we don't waste much time here. Uh, let's start off with our producer, Peyton. How are you doing tonight? Very cold. It snowed here in our part of Ohio today. Um, Google just told me it feels like 32 degrees outside. And I'm not ready for it. But I did make Christmas ornaments yesterday. So maybe I am. Christmas ornaments. We're not even out of spooky season yet. We're, we got a... We got a Halloween show coming up in a couple weeks. A little, little foreshadowing there for you guys. Uh, Logan, what, what about you? You're up in that, that neck of the woods. What say you about the cold? Well, you know, I wear this fat suit 24-7, so I get by pretty well. I, I'm just that committed, really. Uh, but, yes, high atop the Loganity Lounge. I'm doing just fine. A-okay. Look, it's I've been – heat rises, and, and the Loganity Lounge is upstairs. So I've been hot for several months here. Uh, sweating quite a bit. So I'll take a little chilly right now. Uh, it's getting a little brisk. Close those windows, but we're leaving the heat off, baby. Well, speaking of the heat, uh, Zach, I don't know exactly what the temperature is like in Texas, but I hear you're pretty heated uh, coming into this episode. So uh, so what say you heading into this episode tonight? Uh, it's not an episode of Running on Scuffs without me dropping one explicitive and obviously questioning the integrity of NASCAR. Fair enough. I mean, uh, I, I think we, uh, we can expect that potentially uh, even more uh, tonight. So we've got a great show for you guys. Ryan, thanks for tuning in. I got to give a shout out to Ryan in the con. I don't know if you guys remember in the comments last week, Ryan perfectly picked uh, this past weekend's races. Uh, which we'll we'll get into uh, here in just a moment. Uh, Good enough but, reason to replace Logan on the show. Hey, you know we're we're always first of all for God's out. sake. If we do replace me. Let's not replace me with Ryan. All right, <laughs> he is he is the male version of Eeyore. I swear on all that I know that he is the most negative, overbearing individual. And to see that face smile, oh God, oh God, I don't even want to picture it. Just. <laughs> And you, you ought to see his Facebook post, Logano, going to the championship race. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, we've got a wonderful show for you guys tonight. Uh, thank you to everybody who's tuning in. We are on Facebook uh, right now, even though we earlier we weren't sure. Uh, so we're glad to be on live Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter right now. Of course, if you can't catch us live, you can always catch us on our audio versions, uh, which uh, this episode will be uh, will be posted uh, tomorrow uh, at around 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. Um, so, without further ado, let's uh, you know let's get into these uh, these race reviews. We've been talking about them, so let's get into our race review segment. Peyton, why don't you hit us with a with a race review here? 
don't know about you guys, but I, I just love that that old school race review look. What it like really getting old school? Don't, what about you, I, Logan? I know you're an old school. Look, kind I, of guy. I'm, an, I'm an old school guy. No, I dig the vibes. Uh, so I mean, I think even Richard Petty was a little tyke at that point, maybe a toddler. Uh, so and that's been a while. Hey, we we love it. We love the the classic look here. So uh, Peyton, we appreciate you with those graphics as always. We had two. Uh, two races uh for the premier series here in las vegas two playoff races two round of eight openers for the premier series in the xfinity series and the cup series uh and with that we got two drivers that are one in xfinity and one in cup that's going to race for a championship in phoenix uh so we'll start out with the xfinity series uh josh barry picked up the win uh again I want to give a, a little shout out. I know you hate to Logan, but I got to give a shout out to Ryan because he picked uh, he picked that perfectly with with Logano and, and Josh Berry. Do you want to just um, get him on the stream yard since apparently we're just making it all about him? That's all right. Well, you know, maybe if you were to were to guess correctly, maybe we'd fuss over you a little bit. I more. guessed Matt Matty D correctly, Talladega, and no one batted an eye. Well, that's Talladega and it's Matty D. And and to be it, honest, there's it, it, there's still some controversy as to whether he should have won that anyway. Controversy, controversy. To predict a winner, Talladega, and a guy's first NASCAR win, I should have got at least I don't know a little victory crown, like like I don't know Fortnite or something. Come on now. <laughs> Look, we'll, we'll we'll get into that that a little bit later after the show tonight. We'll get you a victory count, crown later, but uh. Nonetheless, Josh Berry uh, picked up the win for the Xfinity Series uh, at Las Vegas, uh, sweeping the Vegas races uh, for Xfinity. He won there earlier in the spring. Um, so Josh Berry is the first driver to be locked in uh, to the championship four in Phoenix for the Xfinity Series. Uh, after that race, uh, Noah Gregson currently sits above the cut line. Um as well as Ty Gibbs and Justin Allgaier, who's got a 15-point gap above the cut line. <clears throat> and below him is Austin Hill and A.J. Allmendinger, probably the most surprising of the uh, Xfinity drivers that currently sit below the cut line, as well as Brandon Jones and uh, and Sam Mayer. Zach, what what do you think about, the, uh, about Josh Berry's win at Vegas? I wouldn't be remiss to say it's not a great day to be back home in Tennessee, you know, on raw Rocky top balls win. Josh Berry wins. Um, you know, I know that Justin, you like to talk about the round of eight is eight championship caliber drivers. Respectfully. I disagree with you, especially this year in the Xfinity series. To me, this was a five man show. And it's a five-man race, and it was the four that were in that came in, um, Almendinger, Allgaier, Gibbs, and Gregson, and Josh Berry. And Josh Berry, you know, sat here and took the, you know, took the wheel right into his own hands and won the race. A little bit of luck, but he won here last year. He won here in the spring. Uh, this seems to be a trend here for Josh Berry. And um, it's exciting to see a guy like him who – has truly earned it the traditional way. I can't say the right way, you know. There are plenty of guys who come from money that do have talent. Um, but he's earned it, you know, the traditional way through the ranks, through his connections with Dale Jr. Um, 
and it's heartwarming to see. It's heartwarming to see. It shows a lot of the, um, like the core of the sport from what it was built on back in the fifties and sixties, you know, when King Richard was running around, um, built on true talent and not real money. Um, so yeah, just a really, really refreshing weekend in Las Vegas, I think. You know, I thought my uh, I thought the Xfinity series was where my analogy actually stood the best because I think Austin Hill and Brandon Jones both have a have a legitimate stake for Phoenix as well. I think Sam Mayer's probably the one that doesn't, in in my opinion. But um, nonetheless, that's you know that's fair. It was really refreshing to see Josh Berry get a win. He's always a guy that you know. Unlike uh, Logan with the, with our Cup Series winner, I don't think anybody's necessarily upset to see Josh Berry get a get a win and move on to the championship four in Phoenix. Um, but the same cannot be said, as Logan will tell you, for the Cup Series winner, Mister Joey Logano uh, gets a uh, a pass on Ross Chastain with three laps to go. Uh, congrats to Paul Wolf uh, for making the the call to come get four fresh. Mr. Feelgoods, as, as they say, Logan, uh, to run down Chastain and, and was able to pick up the win and solidify himself a spot in uh, Phoenix for the championship. Uh, Ross Chastain sits above the cut line, uh, 18 points above the cut line. Uh, Chase Elliott, 17 points above the cut line, and Denny Hamlin, six points above. Um Right now, uh, how about Chase Briscoe with a solid run? He's currently sixth and and a few points below the cut line. But what a what a run for Chase Briscoe, a, a guy who in stage one was almost going about to go lap down. He was able to come back for a fourth place finish. So a uh, solid run for Chase Briscoe, and then uh, we've got uh, William Byron, Ryan Blaney, and. Christopher Bell, who's below the cut line as well, and uh, Christopher Bell, we'll get into we'll get into that a lot later. Uh, but overwhelming thought, without giving too much away, Logan, uh, for our future segment, overwhelming thoughts of the Cup race. Well, first of all, I do uh, want to give credit to Ryan. He did call the weekend in Barry and Logano. Uh, there, I did it, Ryan. Also, there was uh, something poetic about Joey Logano getting this win. Let's not forget that that we don't need to continue to promote him. That's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> let's let's not forget that Mark Martin drove around his 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 inaugural winner of Las Vegas, and Mark Martin nicknamed Joey Logano "Sliced Bread" because he thought he was going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. And while Logano has not been that, he's been pretty doggone good. Um, so there was something kind of poetic about it. I, I will I will say that. I drew that kind of connection pretty quickly. I thought Ross Chastain was going to do Ross Chastain things. I really did um, because he's been timid the last several weeks, but but lately that fire has come back, and I thought, frankly, he would he would do what Ross does to, to somehow get the win and lock yourself into the championship for something that only only our producer would have seen coming because we thought he would have already gotten his come up. It's by now. Um, so I was surprised by that and good on Ross for resisting the urge. Cause you know, he thought about it. You know, he thought about it like that late night snack at 3 AM that I can't resist. You can promise that he, that he thought about it. So props to that. Good on Logano. Look, there's just, 
Logano, if I'm being completely fair, is one of the uh, most clutch performers in recent NASCAR history. And what I mean by that is there are times almost every year where his season looks dead to rights. And then right around this time of year, they start figuring some things out, quietly putting some top tens in, and the next thing you know, Bibbity Bobbity Boo, he's in the championship four. I can't tell you. Uh, I'm sure Ryan could tell you much better and other Logano fans, but there, there does. There always feels to be a lull in the summer, and then he – so they they put it together come crunch time and again to his credit hooker crook uh he's going to a shot at it for for a for a check second championship and so my hat's off to that crew and i'm sure the captain is smiling one thing i found kind of interesting uh and i i honestly didn't really think about it until uh they mentioned it on the broadcast joey logano has made it to the final four in every even numbered year since the uh, the playoff format inception, uh, but has yet to make it in an odd-numbered year. That's like uh, the San Francisco Giants in baseball a few years back. Remember, they did it every other year. Uh, Zach, I know you're a baseball guy. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of that's kind of similar. That's the first thing I thought when they. I was like, "Damn, Joey Logano, Bruce Bochy, uh, put him in a boat." Yeah, I certainly remember the first time the Giants won the World Series in 2010. Well, uh, oh, fear that oh. beard, Brian Wilson, <laughs> that jet black beard. My God, that was big league. That was not. That was not big league, Logan. That was one of the worst <laughs> seven or five games of my life. Oh, you're out of you're out of your skull piece. That beard, jet black, so cool. Oh man, Logan, you're talking to a Rangers fan. Look, we can put that aside. It's been a no, we cannot. Game. Well. Uh, see, we're already getting fired up, even even when it's not NASCAR. Only time will tell if it truly is twenty two and twenty two. It would be kind of fitting for this year, but I would. It's you know, not. It's half of twenty two. I rooted 22. for the. I rooted for the nineteen and nineteen, and that didn't work either. So, you know, it's so half of twenty two and twenty two. Half of twenty two and twenty two. Well, I know. I know. I'll never hear the end of it if it is. So, you know, but. You know, I, I'll tell you what, if that happens, Zach, you can have the whole show. I'll, I'll let you just, just run on for an hour. But uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, so that's kind of our, our race review segment. I know it's kind of short, but we want to go ahead and get into uh, a couple of our other segments. We want to allow more time. We'll get into some of the things that happened during the during the cup race, especially one incident. I think everybody watching probably knows what incident that is. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit sports. later. Sports. You're talking about <laughs> sports. We'll get into that in, in our, our debate segment a little uh, bit later on. But we do have some news that we want to uh, go over, and we do want to allow a little bit more time for that as well. So, uh, Peyton, if you uh, will, go ahead and hit us with a, with a feel-good segment. See, just the whole feel. I just uh, It feels old school, and I like it. I like the old school feel. Um, well, let's go ahead and get into our to our news uh, this week. We've got a, a pretty decent amount of uh, news to go over. Now, uh, first and foremost, uh, and I'm going to announce this, but I, I'm going to let Zach and Logan, I'm going to let you both kind of get your, your thoughts on this. Uh, it was announced Saturday uh, during a press conference at Las Vegas. Um, Kurt Busch, due to uh, his medical condition, is going to step away from full-time competition in 2023. 
his hopeful intentions uh, are to race part-time potentially at a track here and there if he can find the uh, you know if he can get his health back up to 100 percent uh his role uh is not for sure i know that he was he said that he was going to meet with fox sometime that uh this past weekend to discuss maybe a role in the booth uh he's he's worked some xfinity races and uh, he's worked a lot of truck races in recent years uh and of course denny hamlin said that you know uh, any contributions that you know he can give to the 2311 team that he'll have a spot there as well so truly a shame uh kurt bush is, has been a, a mainstay in the cup series for many many years now and uh he was especially later you know in the past few years of his career um not necessarily a guy you consider to maybe be championship caliber with the you know with the final four but he was always solid for that one win a year and you know making a playoff and every team he went to and truly i think this is his legacy as a driver in the sport every team he went to he made it better um he elevated the equipment that he was in whether it be a small team like phoenix racing or even furniture row racing when he drove for them uh or even juggernaut teams like Stuart Haas or even Team Penske, um, you know, and even even teams like Chip Ganassi and, and 2311. So uh, obviously he's got a 2004 Cup Series championship with Roush and a 2017 Daytona 500 win. So, uh, you know, his, his accomplishments will live on. Tyler Reddick uh, is going to replace Kurt in the number 45 next year. Uh, his contract was bought out early uh, by 2311, so uh, he will drive the 45 next season. Um, so with that, I'm going to let you talk about it, Zach. I know you wanted a little bit of time, and then Logan will go to you. So, Zach, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, um, th this hits me really heavy. Um, for those of you that don't know, we talked about my dad. We call him affectionately call him Papa Bell. My dad's been a Kurt Busch fan since the day we discovered NASCAR. And it was not lost on me that the day that Kurt Busch announced his retirement from full-time racing, um, 21 years ago was the first time I ever watched a NASCAR race. And, um, you know, I have to say when my dad made that choice, I was three years old and my sister was just born and he um, wanted a driver who seemed, he believed to be a clean cut sort of guy and had child-appropriate sponsors, which at the time he did with Rubbermaid and Little Tykes and Sharpie and stuff. You know, he wanted to represent his favorite driver at all the birthday parties we would go to and everything like that. Boy, did we not know who Kurt Busch was, of course, going on and driving for Miller Lite and being the outlaw and everything that he ended up becoming. Um, but I have to say, you know, throughout my life, like Kurt Busch has always been a driver I've rooted for. He's never been my personal favorite, but he's always been my second favorite. Um, and, of course, you know, going at it, going and being a fan of the sport, and every every time I get off the show, I sign off thanking my parents. Um, Kurt Busch has a lot to do with that. Um, you know, so Kurt Busch being in the sport, the contributions he's made across so many different teams and manufacturers means the world. And um, it, it's been a privilege to be a fan of his. It's been a privilege to, um, for someone like Kurt Busch to to share that, to allow my dad and I to share this bond. 
Um, yeah, I, I really cannot thank Kurt Bush enough. Like we've been through the roller coaster with him and, and he is such a fantastic example of personal growth and development and um, changing to become a better person and, and someone who always made, you know, lemonade out of lemons. I just, I cannot rave about him enough on and off the track. Like, um, through his own obstacles, he obviously overcame all of his self-inflicted wounds. Um, yeah, just truly, it's heartbreaking to see him go out like this. You know, this is not the way I envisioned it. Um, yeah, but I'll leave it at that. You know, I want to give Logan his space to talk about Kurt Busch and his career and what it means for the future of 2311 and, and everything like that. Logan, you want to you wanna piggyback off of that? Well, first of all, uh, uh, I agree with Zach that it's a, you know, uh, frankly, in some ways, uh, not to overstate it, but in some ways it's a tragedy that he can't kind of go out on his own terms. But let's paint a, a more hopeful picture. He did he did say that if he was cleared, you might see him in select races. And, and in that press conference, uh, he pretty much gave every indication that he was going to uh, fight tooth and nail like only he can to, to get cleared and so that this isn't the ending. Matter of fact, the reason that his family was not in attendance is because he doesn't view it as a retirement announcement. But absolutely, you talk about a guy that's done it his way, uh, the outlaw has done that. And I, I echo the sentiments so beautifully said by uh, Zach that he is such a great picture for personal growth. And frankly, he's somebody that we as a society should all take a look at because um, if we write people off forever, you don't get that growth and that second chance and and, and, and that comeback story. Because he did some pretty reprehensible things uh, in, in, during some dark periods of his life where he battled a lot of demons. And he's come out the other side and, and is respected and admired and, and frankly loved by all of the, the NASCAR community. I'm sure there's still a couple of stragglers that probably hold some grudges over the, some of the things he did years ago. But you talk about a guy that made every organization he's ever been a part of better. That's that's Kurt Busch. Um, frankly, Ty Gibbs can't ask for a better mentor during this process of where he's under a lot of scrutiny and behaving a little immaturely, if I may say so. Maybe Kurt can help with that. As far as the future of 2311 goes, I think Kurt might play a part in that. Uh, mostly off the track now, of course, but he indicated that that he's going to continue to give his effort and time to this team in ways that he can, because he he pretty much the competitive fire in him has not burned out one bit. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they get a third or fourth car and and run him a time or two if again his health allows, because I know that running without a charter is 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 questionable but let's be honest uh most weeks we only got 36 on the entry list you can probably get on in there and make some hay uh, especially with the talent of kurt bush i know he mentioned darlington michigan and and the Glen as potential options of what he really has his eyes on in the future he wanted to he, he wanted to win michigan in a toyota because he's done it in a chevy and a ford um no this is forever a black eye on the next gen car it will forever be known as the car that that ended uh, Kurt Busch's full time career prematurely, and and that that is something that no matter what happens, 
this era can't come back from. We that Kurt Busch is going to hang over this like a cloud because he didn't have long, probably a year or two tops. But to take away a no doubt Hall of Famer's ability to say goodbye on his own terms with what looked to be not that serious of a hit at, at Pocono, it's going to be the symbol of if we don't get this right, it's the symbol of what went wrong. And hopefully, at, similar to Dell Sr., not to overstate it by any stretch, it's not the same thing, but let's hope that Kurt Busch's full-time career wasn't wasn't cut in vain. And, and we can learn from this, get this car better. And and 2311, I think, is is in serious growth, and I think he's going to help with that. Let's, let's not forget how much Mark Martin has helped mentor from afar for, for Roush over the years, not so much right now, but certainly in recent years he has. Uh, there's, I think Kurt Busch's impact in and off the track is going to be felt for years to come, similar to Dell Jr. I, I, I think we're just heading into a new phase. This isn't goodbye. Yeah, great, great words from from both of you about that. You know, I was uh, I haven't been to uh, very many Cup races uh, in person, but one of the ones I was able to attend was the 2018. Bristol night race where uh, Kurt Busch was able to get a win. And, and one thing I remember about that was nobody was upset about it. You know, it, it may not have been your driver. You know, that was the year of the big three with, you know, MTJ and Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick. And, and obviously there were other fans in attendance, you know, the Chase Elliott's and, and all that, but nobody was upset to see Kurt Busch win. And I, I think that truly, truly was was a special feeling because you know it, it just seemed to be like a cool win it was like you know what it, it's cool to see him win and i i think that really kind of sums up what what kurt bush was uh especially towards the end of his career uh you're right logan he did overcome some demons in his life and and we're you know we're happy that we got to see that that comeback story uh live and in, in front of our eyes um, so certainly whatever, whatever path, you know, Kurt goes down, uh, you know, we support him and we hope that I'm sure that in some way, uh, whether it be with 2311 or in the Fox booth or both, um, his impacts will still be felt around the NASCAR world. So we look forward to that. We do have some other, uh, news that we want to talk about, um, I just wanted to lead off with that because that was definitely our, our biggest news story uh, of the week. Um, Alex Bowman, uh, speaking of, of concussions, uh, he announced uh, earlier uh, this past week that he was going to be out the next three races. Las Vegas was included in that. Uh, so that would be all three of the round of eight races. Not certain about Phoenix. He said that he was hoping to be better for Phoenix you know, not entirely certain, you know, if his health will allow that, but if it does, we certainly hope to see Alex Bowman back as soon as possible. And if it, that can happen at Phoenix, we would love to see it. Uh, I know Alex Bowman would, lo would love to race at least one more time with Greg Ives, uh, his crew chief that's retiring. And speaking of Greg Ives, uh, his uh, replacement for next season has been announced. Blake Harris, which currently serves as Michael McDowell's crew chief for Front Row Motorsports, 
uh, is going to be moving to Hendrick next year to be uh, Alex Bowman's crew chief. Um, Michael McDowell has had a, had one of the best seasons of his career, and and I think uh, Blake Harris is is a big part of that. I think that's a good move for them, and uh, we look forward to seeing what Blake Harris can do with Alex Bowman. Uh, moving in, <laughs> I wanna I wanna point this out. Almost every news line I, bullet point I have, uh, and there's still quite a few. Almost every one of them uh, that's left uh, is in some way related to SHR. <laughs> so uh, I, I thought that was kind of kind of interesting. Um, first of all, the Xfinity hauler for Riley Herbst, uh, the 98, was in a in an accident um, heading to the track uh, at Las Vegas. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. Uh, the driver uh, of the hauler fainted. Uh, while he was driving, and that's what caused the incident. But the the car was not hurt. Uh, he he still raced uh, in the Xfinity race uh, in in Las Vegas. Uh, thankfully, nobody was hurt by that. So we you know we're happy to hear that. <clears throat> Cole Custer. Uh, we we had a debate segment about him last week uh, about his involvement uh, with Chase Briscoe moved on to the round of eight, and and that moved there. Cole Custer was penalized for that. Uh, his crew chief was suspended indefinitely and uh, fined $100,000. Um, and he was docked uh, 50 points, uh, both driver and owner points for that. Uh, Stuart Haas Racing uh, has decided to appeal. Uh, SHR has rescinded the appeal for Kevin Harvick's previous penalty. Um, so... SHR, I guess they decided not to, not to get too, too crazy with their appeals. Um, Tony Stewart, uh, this is something that kind of through you know through the grapevine kind of a rumor. Uh, Tony Stewart, uh, there's a little bit of conflict between he and Gene Haas about who's to drive the 41 in 2023. Tony Stewart uh, reportedly wants to replace Cole Custer with Ryan Priest in the 41. Gene Haas wants uh, to give Custer another year, uh, particularly for fears of losing Kevin Harvick and Eric Amarola both in 2023. Uh, there are fears that Harvick will depart from the team after his contract expires at the end of next year. Uh, but negotiations are being held to try to convince Harvick to stay on uh, longer at SHR. Um, and, and Gene Haas wants Cole Custer to stay in, you know, doesn't want to alienate Cole Custer and, and potentially lose him uh, if if they're going to lose Harvick and Almarola next year. So I want to get y'all's thoughts on that. Zach, I'll, I'll start with you. Uh, what what do you think about this whole kind of scenario with Cole Custer? What do you if you're SHR, do you put Ryan Priest in the 41 this year, or do you wait a year and you know hopefully the four and or the ten opens up, or or what what say you for that? Uh, I think Cole Custer should keep the 41. I really I know that there's a lot of family connections over on the Gene Haas side and everything, but I think you have to agree with him, right? Like. Logically, it doesn't make sense to possibly have three open seats to replace on a four-car team, you know? Um, 
I just can't imagine it being great for the sustained growth. I, there's no way this benefits Cole Custer at all. Um, and I know that we're all down on Cole Custer, but the SHR equipment has been down um, pretty much since Custer's been in the Cup Series. Harvick's regressed quite a bit. Alma Rollers regressed. Clint Boyer didn't have a great final year. You know, I, I just – I understand Cole Custer may not be – like the guy that we thought he was coming out of the Xfinity series. But he's also like, he's one of the 36 best drivers in NASCAR. You know, like he deserves a cup series ride. And maybe it's not with SHR long-term, but I just think it's way too much turnover to create for yourself in one off season. And it's not like Priest is going anywhere. He'll be there. And then, you, assuming Ambrola leaves, you've got to figure out a plan for that car as well. Whether it be Riley Herbst or Haley Deegan or somebody else, who knows? They've they've whiffed on quite a few big free agents, um, Larson and Kyle Busch. I mean, um, they've whiffed quite a bit. They even whiffed on like Noah Graxon. It seems like possibly. So I. I think they've got to keep Custer. I really do. I think they've cornered themselves where they have to keep Cole Custer now. That's a fair point. Uh, Logan, you have anything? Uh, you're, you're kind of shaking your head no there. What, what do you think? Do you think putting I, Ryan Priest I, I in? disagree. I think Cole Custer's been a complete bust. Yes, I know he's got the one win at Kentucky, and don't take it from him. But I, but it, you've just had your time, and frankly, you're at an, you're at an organization where SHR expects to compete for championships in every facet. And they are getting, pardon, pardon the pun, essentially kind of lapped by the field right now. Uh, yes, Harvick has progressed, but he still has two wins. Chase Briscoe is is itching for a Final Four spot. Cole Custer is 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 the most irrelevant part of that team. Eric Amarola can still win and be in the conversation. Cole Custer is is a absolute albatross right now on the SHR stable. He's Look, he's had his shot, and it's not to say he won't get another, but he, but to justify it for any further is nothing more than nepotism. The numbers just don't bear that out. And he, you know, why can't Ryan Priest is insanely talented as his driver? And you talk about you don't want that much turnover in off season. There's plenty of guys to be a stopgap uh, for Eric Amarola and or Cole Custer. I mean. Uh, Matty D is there. Let's not forget that Ryan Newman has never said he's retired. You could always go sign a guy for one year until you're ready for a Haley Deegan to come up the pipeline. People always act like you got to have these four or five year plans. There's, there's, it's very common in football to see a quarterback get a job for one year while we're waiting on uh, the right draft class to come. Essentially, you know, there's nothing to say that that uh, that Tony can't go get some of those veteran connections he has for, uh, you know, like I said, one more year. Ryan Newman comes to mind essentially. Why, why can't he? Uh, you know, it, it, there's no reason not to. I, I just think there's the numbers don't bear that out. And uh, the idea of, yes, you're everyone's looking to win, but there's certain places where it's okay to have – some time to develop. Uh, we all know those organizations, but there's about two or three or four that it's, it's, we're trying to absolutely win every single race and we're competing with, you know, frankly, let's not forget Mr. H, you know, that's, that's what we're all chasing. 
And there's some teams that never have a realistic shot at that, and those are the teams that can develop talent at the cup level. The cup level isn't for development, though. That's what the Xfinity Series and Truck Series is for. And I understand there's always growing pains. But it feels like he's regressing instead of progressing. Uh, The highlight of his career is his win at Kentucky. What else has he done? I don't mean, you know, how many second places does he have? Third places? I can't name them because I don't know that they really exist. So, yeah, I just think give Ryan Priest a guy – a guy that got a tough break at Daugherty, you know, funding and all those issues, but his talent is incredible. There's a, there, and, and frankly, if I'm Ford, let's trust Tony Stewart a little bit more because it's Ford is the reason that SHR is, doesn't have Kyle Larson right now. And, and so I'm going to go ahead and trust the guy that's been there. And I don't think it's a, a, a disrespect to Cole Custer. It's just, this is a results driven business and his results are not there. You can get stopgap guys if you want to if if you don't want to wait. Again, there's guys out there. There's the whole turnover thing. SHR needs turnover. They are stagnant. Look them up in the dictionary. There's Kevin Harvick and friends. One thing I think that that SHR is kind of struggling with right now is, is honestly money. Uh, the funny, I mean, I. Eric Almarola is a great talent. He, you know, he's the kind of guy that at least one race a year, he's either he's either right there just to, you know, aiming for a win, or or he gets a win like he did last year at New Hampshire. Um, but are are we going to sit here and and honestly say that the reason Stuart Haas really wanted Eric Almarola to not retire is because of his performance on the track? No, it's because Smithfield is funding that ten car. <laughs> Uh, to the point where they're... That's yes and no, Justin. That's yes and no, because again, where are the outright better options? It's it's the same old thing of when guys go, fire this head coach. Okay, do you have a better option that's realistically going to come in? Again, that so, so I think it's both. I don't yes. necessarily it's, think... It, it's not that Eric Amarola can't put up the results, but I think the problem is that it's no doubt the reason that... I, I mean, we, we saw the reports come out. SHR just about begged Eric Almarola to come back. They're currently begging for Kevin Harvick to not retire at the end of his career. Is that because of results? No, it's because of the money they bring in. Well, I, I would be begging Kevin Harvick too. And and well, to be fair, we, we don't know that it was retirement that they're they're trying to stave off of Kevin Harvick. That report hadn't been out there. Maybe well, Kevin Harvick goes, I can go, I can go be somewhere else and go chase me one more championship. We see it in every other sport. The guys are playing older and older. Tom Brady at 45 yelling at his O-line like it's his job. Um, so why can't, you know, maybe Kevin Harvick goes, I'm going to keep on doing my thing. I, you know, I'm just saying that might be premature for us to speculate. Yes, money is the name of the game in the sport, no doubt about it. But what I what I see right now with this situation with Cole Custer, especially is right now what Gene Haas is trying to avoid is ha- trying to fill – Instead of trying to fill two cars at the end of 2023, they only want to have to fill one. Because we know Chase Briscoe is going to be in the 14. Gene Haas is thinking, we have we have Cole Custer in the 41. You know, let's not let's not alienate ourselves here by putting Priest in it. And then we have to fill two cars. We have to fill the four and the 10 at the end of 2023. They're thinking, let's wait. 
put Ryan Priest in one of those cars, whether it be the four or the ten, and then you can bring Riley Herbst up. I say you put I say you put Ryan Priest in the four, and then let the ten car just be the be the pay car, and let Riley Herbst come up and and have Monster Energy sponsor it all the way there. But I think that's what they're trying to avoid. I think this is a money problem, not. Yeah, you want to talk about money? Call Riley Herbst up. He'll 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 cost you some money. Yeah, yeah, but he yeah, but Monster Energy is going to be right there to to pay it all back. That, that's he'll, what the he'll be he'll be wrecking more cars than, than Anthony Alfredo's dude wipes car for front row. Hey, I mean, uh, what what looks more more impressive? Uh, a guy that's a guy like Cole Custer who's running you know twenty something every week just about, and then you know Gene Haas still has to sponsor the car or. A guy like Riley Herbst, who's going to run probably about the same, but at least he's got a sponsorship to pay for it all. I mean, if if money is the name of the game, then I don't want my car wrecked. Period. That's it. Just just bring me home twenty fourth. We'll call it a day. You can wreck as many cars as you want if you're bringing the money to pay for it. As far as I'm concerned, but nonetheless, that's uh that's kind of the situation for SHR right now. Uh, Speaking of driver lineups, we do have another driver lineup that's uh, that's set to be uh, announced tomorrow morning. Uh, Spire Motorsports uh, is going to uh, set their cup driver announcement. Uh, it's expected that Corey LaJoy is going to be back in the seven car. Uh, Ty Dillon is currently a favorite for the 77 full-time. Uh, the 77... Uh, has been split amongst uh, a lot of part-time drivers, but it is a chartered car, so the, it is a full-time a full-time ride for the for the seventy-seven. So, you know, I think it for Spire for a team like Spire, I think it would be a good thing to have Ty Dillon in the seventy-seven just to have it be full-time. Um, you know, I I don't know. I mean. Obviously, Spire Motorsports not necessarily one of those top tier teams that we're talking about chasing championships. And let's be honest, Ty Dillon's not one of those top tier drivers that we talk about chasing championships either. So, I mean, but I think having a little bit of stability for for both Spire and Ty Dillon would be a good thing. Um, Logan, I see you're wearing your Ty Dillon shirt. You got anything to say on that one? Uh, no, I, I think that uh, I think that would be good for for Ty. I'm a, I'm still a believer in Ty. I you know I know he hasn't performed well for Petty GMS this year, or, or as well as we thought he might. But let's be honest, all the money's clearly going in the 43. They're kind of piecing things together on the 42. You can see that with some of the sponsors not knocking anything down, but the, you know Dixie Vodka, Chevy Liners. Uh, you know a lot of times Allegiant, uh, paid for by Gallagher himself. So yeah, I, I still believe in Ty, and I and I, I think that you know he's a guy that that uh, he. I don't understand why he gets such a short end of the stick. Why Austin Dillon continues to be able to sit and 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 run okay and keep his job. So uh, I I think that uh, Ty Dillon in the seventy seven is a good thing because you're right, stability is the name of the game, and and Ty needs a, an organization that's gonna believe in him and if there's one thing Spire is good at it's believing in the drivers they believe in core of the joy we, we see that you can see that on the nascar our docuseries and, and so he needs to, to go to a place where maybe it's not chasing for championships and you might only have six realistic chances of winning but if they believe in you and 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 
and give you the proper equipment and the best funding they can give you, I would rather do that if I was him than hang out in the 42 that, that right now we'll see what Noah Graxon has, but the right now is clearly getting the short end of the stick on, on the funding deal while the 43, you know, reaps the benefits. That's a fair point. That's a, you know, I, again, I think it's a good idea. I think it's good for, for Tidal and I think it's good for Spire. You well, know, I mean, let's just run right down real quick. Jer, Jer, Jermaine goes uh, Jermaine goes under. That, that was a spot that was probably handed to him by 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 Grandpappy, old, old Rich. And then Okin aside, he has to piece things together with Gone Brothers Racing, not putting them down. But but you know, Petty GMS was his best opportunity. But again, clearly he gets the second fiddlestick there. So that's that's a yes. I know a lot of people had their doubts about Ty Dillon, but that is a gauntlet to have to to run through with, with the names we just listed off. Uh, so I, I think people are too quick to write him off. If you ever got the right opportunity, I think he'd make some noise. I I think Ty Dillon's best opportunity to make some noise would be the uh, the same route that John Hunter Nemechek took. Uh, you know, go back down to a lower series and and work your way back up. I mean, John Hunter Imachek's done an incredible job of that. I mean, he went down to a top-tier truck team and has been a championship contender both years, and then uh, and and then have, you know, even for a, for a team like Sam Hunt Racing uh, in the Xfinity Series up in contention for wins, uh, and even a couple of uh, runs with Joe Gibbs Racing in the Xfinity Series, uh, including a win there. So, you know, I think that would be the best option for – for someone like Ty Dillon, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, well, gentlemen, we've reached, uh, we've reached the point. This is it. We've reached the, this is like, if you've ever been, uh, to splash mountain at Disney world, uh, this is the point where you, where you reach the top and, and, and you, you see it and there's nothing you can do to stop it. We're about to crash. Uh, there is a particular incident that we have, have avoided on this show thus far, and we have to talk about it. And that's where our debate segment's going to come in tonight. So, uh, Peyton, without further ado, it's time for us to get scuffed up. Oh, boy. Here we go. This is it right here. So there was an on-track incident uh, at Las Vegas. Maybe you guys watching have heard of it. Maybe maybe you guys have seen the videos. Maybe you guys have seen what happened after. But just in case you haven't, I'll, I'll give you a quick rundown here. And you can, you know, you can debate on I'm going to give a, as unbiased of opinion as I can on, on what happened here. Um, Kyle Larson uh, and Bubba Wallace battling for a position. Um at Las Vegas, both of them having pretty solid days. Kyle Larson dives in too deep, going into three and four, uh, drives up the track, uh, ends up making contact. Uh, some have said it wasn't contact. Nonetheless, whatever whether it was contact or not, it affected Bubba Wallace's car and sent him into the wall. Bubba Wallace then proceeded to go down the track, and his car ended up right hooking Kyle Larson into the outside wall. Bubba Wallace said that it was not uh, in his after in his after uh, his incident. Uh, actually, let, let's go ahead and, and go over this. Uh, it also got Christopher Bell involved, which was a, a playoff driver. 
so that was why Christopher Bell is currently at the bottom of the playoff standings. Um, Bubba Wallace proceeded to walk over to Kyle Larson and and throw a few shoves. Kyle Larson didn't really engage in that. Um, afterwards, Bubba Wallace had some comments, said that it, it wasn't retaliation, that after the contact, something broke in his car. And Kyle Larson, you know, he said that he understood why Bubba Wallace was frustrated. He admitted that his move was a mistake. Um, but nonetheless, he, you know, but, and he even understood why Bubba wanted to retaliate, but he said that it was retaliation as well as many others in the sport. So there's been a lot of, I mean, there's been a lot of controversy about this one, uh, gentlemen, and I know both of you have, have strong opinions about it. Um, so this week's debate segment, Bubba versus Kyle, which, which side do you fall on? And, uh, Logan, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the floor first this week. Uh, before we before we do that though, I, I want to bring up Peyton. You made us a, a wonderful little graphic. Let's remind everybody of of our current debate score here. Zach's up two to one uh, on these debates. Uh, like I said last week, uh, I always uh, I I listen to these just like you guys do. I listen to both sides as unbiasedly as I can, and uh, and. Once these two are, are done hashing it out, um, I'll come back on and pick another winner. So we'll see who wins this week's debate. Logan, we're going to start with you. I'm going to remove myself, and you guys can have at it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your main event of the evening. Uh, what side do I fall on? I think it's pretty simple here. Uh, I think everybody has to be on, on Team Kyle Larson. I do want to want to state offhand real quick that yes, Kyle Larson did pinch Bubba Wallace into the wall and that, you know, shouldn't have happened. Uh, but for Bubba Wallace to then obviously retaliate, if anybody buys the, I'm, I, you know, something broke. If anyone buys that, I mean, do you also buy Matt Kenseth on the radio going, uh, it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Tire must've blown or whatever. Martinsville. Look, I know that I sat on this show and I said, let drivers please the sport. And I believe that wholeheartedly. But for him to, in my view, outright retaliate and go in 170 miles per hour and to right hook Kyle Larson with all the safety issues that's going on with this car, uh, frankly, it's an absolute disgrace. Um, it's an absolute disgrace. It's And let's let's be frank about it. Bubba Wallace has got a habit of reacting emotionally. Let us not forget all the times he reacted emotionally uh, at, at what was then Richard Petty Motorsports. It, it is not out of character for him to lose his temper. And I'm not judging that. I, too, react emotionally. I, too, get hot and do things I shouldn't do and then quickly realize that was a mistake. But to, again, you can say something broke. I don't buy it, number one. If something broke... Betting your car was still runnable because it was going about 170 pretty well. And you owe it to your sponsors. You know, you owe it to your fans to, look, stay in there. And then the casualty of all this, let's let's forget about Kyle Larson for a second. Christopher Bell didn't do a damn thing. And he now gets his back back up against the wall in the round of eight. You may have cost this man an opportunity at a championship because you had nothing more than a glorified, glorified temper tantrum in a stock car. 
it absolutely uh, is reprehensible. It is something that that it, I understand retaliation is a thing. Time and place. You do this in Martinsville, I don't care. I, you do this in Bristol, I don't care. It's guess what? That's good stuff. And I got news. He's so pissed off about being pinched. Go back to the All Star Open where he claimed Michael McDowell pinched him, and he did. And so we're putting bumpers on the car at the All-Star Open, and that was what he was so mad about, that he was ready to fight the resident preacher of NASCAR because he got pinched in the wall at Bristol. Look at the tape in the All-Star Open. Believe me, I was rooting my guts out for Bubba Wallace then. So, uh, look, turnabout is fair play. Sometimes it happens to you. He acts like he's never done these things. He acts like he's never made a mistake, and he did it to Michael McDowell in the All-Star Open a few years ago. No one's talking about that. And, yes, he did put an apology out there, but the apology feels to me like the sponsors are really upset at what I what I said and did. And, and based on results alone, I don't deserve them anyway, so I better put out this statement. Uh I just am absolutely appalled at that behavior. I don't know how anyone can defend it at any – because, again, time and place matters. You do this at Martinsville, hey, all right, at least I know you're not going to kill somebody. You do this 170 at Las Vegas with these safety issues, it's disgraceful. And then let's talk about this, and I'll let you have the floor, Zach. He gets out, and then he – it wasn't some miniature shove. People that are upset about Chase Elliott turning a camera away, I mean, you talk about full-fledged assault. That was pretty much it. Kyle Larson showed incredible class and restraint because I can promise you I wouldn't have done the same thing. I don't care who it is. You shove me once, you're going to knock me on my ass, but then I'm coming up and, and we're going to see what it takes uh, to, to get it done. I don't know how, how many people I can with, but we'll find out real quick. Uh, absolutely disgraceful. The The sport is uh, – the, the sport should be beneath this. And he – he needs to quit reacting so emotionally. We all do it. I get it. And then he chalks it up to just sports. Anywho, I know I'm going a little long. I, I, I just can't wait to see how you justify the indefensible, but yet want to essentially have a, a witch-burning session for William Byron, Zach. Logan, you took the words right out of my mouth. How, of course I'm going to have a witch-burning session over William Byron. He's the dumbass who wrecks someone under caution. I mean, this is absolutely bonkers to me. We're going to come out here with the pitchforks and the fire and everything, and we're going to come after oh, poor Bubba. Let's not, forget, let's not forget to mention four separate occasions this year in NASCAR's top three series, drivers have been wrecked under green flag condition, under green flag or caution conditions. Site number one, three weeks ago at Texas, William Byron dumps Denny Hamlin under caution. The fan base. Silent. Whatever happens, happens. Oh, it should be a 10-point penalty, a 15-point penalty. Bubba suspended for the rest of the season. Carson Hosevar did it twice in the truck series. He turned someone head first on the wall, and we're like, oh, he wears funny hats, so he's cool. And Noah Gragson left hook Sage Caramel at the straight at the back stretch of Road America. And he gets a 35-point penalty in the regular season when he's already locked into the playoffs. Multiple, multiple wins on the season already at that point. 
Is what Bubba Wallace did right? Not necessarily. Is wrecking some, but like, is Bubba Wallace's concern Christopher Bell? No. Okay. So to me, the Christopher Bell, the argument is really not that relevant. It's an accident for him. It happened. I mean, this is no different than getting caught up in any other mess of a wreck. It's not like Bubba sat here, hooked Kyle Larson, and said, all right, hopefully we take out Christopher in the process, you know. How about don't take anybody out in the process? You, the three of you could He got taken out. Him. He got taken out. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He, he got was. taken out by Kyle Larson. He got ran he into got the pitched. wall. Larson ran out of talent, which – and not to mention Kyle Larson did the same thing at the clash. He got mad. He got mad at Justin Haley, sent him headfirst into the wall. Oh, but guess what? It's Kyle Larson. He gets a pass. I get it. I get it, everybody. If you have a Chevrolet bow tie in your car, you are golden with NASCAR. If you drive a Toyota, you might as well put the devil's horns right outside that big circle logo because that's what it sure as heck feels like, according to the fans of this sport. Where where exactly, again, then where is Bubba Wallace's apology to Michael McDowell for his fit in the All-Star Open a few years ago? Because Michael McDowell pinched him into the wall. Logan, where is that? Because Logan, we're talking about shoes on we're talking about events from this season. Uh, why? NASCAR has set the precedent. He's not getting suspended. And if he does, then it's absolutely BS. Look, it's I, absolute BS. The, the sport, the sport has backed themselves into the corner. Okay. We all make this big deal about safety. Snap safety is not the driver's first priority. That is NASCAR's priority. Okay. Christopher Bell was just there. I mean, it could have been any playoff driver. It could have been any other driver. There were 36 drivers in that race, Logan. I hear you. Uh, you're, you, you are right about that. But, but and and quite frankly, I, I mean, Kyle Larson said it. He didn't, have, he didn't have a problem with Bubba coming to kick his ass. Because Kyle Larson has more class than, than – That I is did. not true. That is not true. That, that, he, did he not show incredible class yesterday? Incredible I, restraint. Incredible class, the same time, the same way he wrecked his teammate twice to win a race and when he wrecked Justin Haley – in a meaningless race at the clash. If we're not talking about incidents from the past, then what that got to do with it? Logan, we're talking about incidents from this season. Because it this does is, these are accounts your from narrative. This because it season. fits your narrative. Because it fits your narrative. I get it. No, here's, it, here's, and you want to sit here and target Bubba Wallace because it fits your narrative. How how does it fit my it, at some point? Look, I'm a forgiver. I have I have given this man – I defended this man when he threw the water on Alex Bowman. I said, we have all got hot and done things we shouldn't have. We've all done And I defended him then too. So I, I defended him. But we have a – we got a history here at this point. How many more meltdowns does he got to have before we go? He's going to – because let's talk about – we talked about Kurt Busch in this episode. If Kurt Busch doesn't get some of those stiff, stiff penalties, maybe that growth doesn't come. We've seen the Alex Bowman incident where he threw the water on him and Jeff Gordon. We've seen him want to fight the preacher of NASCAR with Michael McDowell. We saw him yesterday in nearly fully assault Kyle Larson. Just how many more meltdowns is it going to take before we realize he's got to tone it down a little bit? Because because this ain't working. Because this ain't work. Because you can't have this. But where is NASCAR? Why is Bubba Wallace the martyr for all the other crimes that have been committed on the racetrack? Because why he, is he? Why is he the one? What makes his? 
any different. And if you're going to sit here and come tell me because it's 170 miles per hour at Las Vegas, that's too much gray area. This this sport does not need gray area. I don't want to hear a damn thing about he wrecked him under caution or anything like that. Good. I good. I don't want to hear anything about Kyle Larson getting wrecked. He had it coming. Okay, let's say he had it coming. What what about the what about the after the int, the wreck behavior? What about the shove? What about the the physical harmless shove? Assault? Harmless shove. Had, did you see the the video of that shove? TV yeah. doesn't do it justice. Did you see the, I mean, the, the 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 from the stands video? Harmless shove. That's that's where we're at. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? You know what I think. I think the reason you defended it is because he happens to drive for Denny Hamlin. I think. I think if Denny, I think if Bubba Wallace was in a Chevy, you'd you you'd be a go. If he drove for Hendrick, you'd have a pitchfork out. No, I wouldn't. He sat here. I mean, are we? What at what point in society you cannot sit here and come at me and tell me you support what William Byron did and be cool with what he did? Never said I supported it. I said that. I said drivers should police the sport. But there is, and here's Bubba Wallace policing the sport. But there is a point. He's where saying, "Don't run me in the wall," and then here's what's going to happen if you do. You're going to get turned. There's been a well, a well unspoken rule of if you're going to pay me back, let's not do it on a high speed track. You know, do it at Martinsville, do it at Bristol, and and let's not pretend like that hasn't existed for years. It does. We know that. But here's the thing, Logan. What? Here we are picking and choosing when and where we can retaliate. Then, okay, that that is too much policing of the sport, and you're this is not okay. You, this is not okay. Well, you must think it's okay because Bubba Wallace, hey, Kyle Larson had it coming. No, Kyle no, no. Larson. What I'm saying is, is you're telling me that he has to retaliate at a track that Logan deems safe enough that, for retaliation. That it's okay, but if he does it anywhere else. Then it's a problem. Yeah, because no, because, no that yeah. is not an acceptable answer. Actually, because what what's what's most important, Zach? Is it driver points or is it safety? Exactly. Is it driver Ryan points or is it NASCAR has been inconsistent with handing penalties to be able to suspend him. This so because is, because Ryan is right. Previously, uh, listen, it's this this logic is ridiculous. Because they didn't do it previously, it would now be bad to do it now. When everyone yes. said they should do it previously, so, no, so they should have they should have suspended guys from the start. So if wrecking people doing it, doing it here is suddenly a bad move, doing it here is suddenly a bridge too far. So where is the line? I'm saying since if NASCAR made these mistakes in judgment. If they make the right call now, what's the problem? Like what the line was weeks ago, months ago with Graxon and Hosevar, weeks ago with Byron. He should have been suspended. Uh, look, Kyle Bush got suspended for the same thing. Look, hey, uh, I'm I did not agree at all with what Byron did. What I said was let drivers police the sport. I, I did not know that meant let's go 170 and and, and drill somebody that because uh, do you buy do you buy that he didn't retaliate? I don't care if he retaliated or not. Thank you for the sidestep. I appreciate that. No, um, I, I mean, I actually respect him more if it was blatant retaliation. Just, uh, I respect him more if he did blatantly do it. That's the that's the most respectful part about what William Byron did is he said he did it on purpose. I I just don't at least understand. he owned it. I just don't. It, safety is more important than, than driver points. 
So yeah, if you're going to do this in a trap that's more safe where I don't feel like you're really putting a life in danger, that's that's what I'm talking about here. In in the time of we've got we've got two drivers, one retiring from full time competition because of concussions, the other one, let's be honest, might probably going to miss the rest of the season because of it. Just absolutely, that Mama Seeger, absolutely right. You act like I'm the only one that's ever said don't. You know, don't retaliate at these high speeds. NASCAR almost wants you to retaliate, but do us all a favor and make sure it's at a track that you're probably not going to kill somebody. Great. When we see this in the highlights for NBC next season, NBC, you know, NBC is that's not fine. NASCAR. Yes, they no, should I, market it. NASCAR, no, they NASCAR will market it too. Yeah. We'll see this in the Fox promo. We'll see this in the NBC promo for Las Vegas. We should we'll probably see this in the promo for the playoffs. You cannot condemn promotional content. You yes, cannot. I, yes, I can. You cannot I, condemn promotional content. If NASCAR is going to use it, you cannot condemn it. You can say Logan. this is good marketing, but we don't agree with it. That's fine. But I, I stand by my case. Justin, I really don't care how and who you pick. My opinion is far more important than any one vote you can give out. Christ, I you're muted, Justin. I specifically told myself not to not to forget that. Uh, who's to say that it has to be all my uh, all my opinion here? Um, I'm going to throw you guys a curveball here, and this is something that I don't think any of us were expecting. But you know what? We've got a uh, we've got a special guest. Oh boy! And yeah. he wanted to give his two cents on this as well. If this is Dan Foster. It's not Dan Foster. Is it William Byron? No, it's far worse. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if uh, Peyton, if you'll, you'll put our special guest into the, Oh boy. End of the show. Oh God. If it isn't Mr. AJ appeal, uh, host of, uh, host of racing refresh. I can't hear you, buddy. So if uh, you may be muted, uh, well, no, I'm, I'm muted. Oh no, no, no! You're good. You're good. Well, well, if it's not, if it's not darn tootin', but I don't mind my business for seven whole months just to pull a Cody Rhodes and switch teams for the night to make everybody want to know what the hell's going on. Oh my god! God knows I do. <laughs> if I may not steal the whole show, I'll just steal a minute of it. I wanted to say something here, and I appreciate the fact that, happy or sad, you're all offering me the chance. <laughs> well, first of all, folks, I've had the great privilege of working with all of the three men that are on the screen and the young lady that isn't. We've worked together in the past, and we've played video games, and we've gone to baseball games, but you know, there's nothing great in life without a good argument. <laughs> And I've argued with everybody here about something that I've been consistent on, if I may. Logan! Logan, Loganity, Mr. Morris, Bubba Wallace drove a Chevrolet and you defended his buffoonery the whole time he was on that 43 team. Sure did. Just said that. I may never be back on this. Give me the floor, please. Uh, Ben, you dropped him like third period French the day he went to Toyota. Mr. Zach Bell, a young man that I've always respected. We usually get along in the world of NASCAR because I also really like Toyota. It's a little bit of a bias, perhaps. But 
I do feel that you're being a little more generous because Bubba's on your favorite guy's team. So I would personally feel that you both have slayed on the Bubba Wallace issue purely related to which team he's on. So old Columbus, Ohio, Studio 1396 was over here a Bruin because I've been waiting for 11 years to talk some great pleasures of Daryl Wallace Jr. And unfortunately, even I cannot say good things about Wallace because he broke AJ's cardinal rule. If you're going to wreck somebody, never hit a driver in the right rear. I've been saying it for years and held wonderful men and women accountable for it. My girl Danica, my man Kyle Bush at Darlington during the COVID race on Chase. You can never hit a driver in the right rear. You could kill somebody, Daryl. It was a bad choice. It's been wonderful to see all of you. Congratulations on running with scuffs. I'm always watching. Love me, hate me. I'm always around. Until then. We uh we appreciate the uh, the visit from uh, from our our former commander in chief. Uh, I appreciated the hat. I I hope eventually I I have a hat like that as well with running on scuffs, uh, printed on the on, on the top of it. But I, I think he made some good points. I think both of you did as well. Um, however, I I have to agree with Mr. AJ Appeal and and both both of you and and Peyton, you're around here too. I know you guys both know that it pains me to agree with, with AJ appeal, but I, I do, I cannot condone uh, anything uh, that Bubba Wallace did in his retaliation. And uh, as far as a winner of our debate segment, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have to pick Logan. I, I just, I Kyle Larson. I don't condone what he did. I don't condone any of the other incidents either. Uh, specifically Carson Hosevar and William Byron under caution. Might I remind you that I, I'm the one here that's been consistent on that. I, I don't agree with what William Byron did to Denny Hamlin, and I also don't agree with uh, I also uh, don't agree with what Bubba Wallace did Sunday to to Kyle Larson. So, um, Justin, I, Justin, let me ask you this then: If you're NASCAR, what? How do you? effectively penalize Bubba Wallace because I, I I think that they're in a very, very uncomfortable position um, based on the players involved in this accident. Uh, and uh, I mean, you know what I mean? I don't get paid to, uh, to penalize necessarily. Um, but what I will say is I think uh, one mistake a lot of people are making right now is comparing this to other incidents. If you commit a crime and, and you're, you're arrested and you go to court, uh, they don't typically start comparing it to other incidents of the same merit. Uh, of course, granted, that's typically because they have a little book called the, the law that usually tells them that these type of things. And I think that's what NASCAR is missing here. I think NASCAR needs a, a set determined. Like if you do this, you know, this is going to be what happens, but, um, facts, but and that was my argument. NASCAR I, and, and Ryan's argument too. I stand with Ryan against I, Logan. I can agree with you on that. Like I said, I don't, I don't totally disagree with everything that was said, but as far as the, the Bubba versus Kyle, you know, I, 
Kyle Larson made a mistake. He admitted he made a mistake. There was nothing. He never, ever denied that. But what Bubba Wallace did was blatantly wrong. And, uh, you know, honestly, I am fine with whatever penalty comes from that, whether it be a fine, a points penalty, uh, a race suspension. Uh, you know, I'm honestly, I would be okay with any penalty that comes from that because, uh, you know, I and I, I would feel the same way if you, you know, there's, you know, a lot of people are comparing if you did this at Martinsville or if you or if you did it at, at Las Vegas at such high speeds. I don't care if what track you do it at. I think there should be a severe penalty. And, and you know, again, people can go up and, and say, well, what about Gregson at, at Road America? What about Hosevar? What about William Byron? I feel the same way about those. But, you know, come, but saying that those penalties, bringing up those penalties, in my opinion, doesn't excuse this one. You know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't excuse what Bubba no. did. No, um, I just I just think that it's really hard to sit here and and to deliver Bubba a penalty significantly more severe than than any of those, quite frankly. Um I think I optically I mean, it would look wrong. If it were up to me, I would I think all of them deserved a more severe penalty than what they got. Um I you know, and that's just my opinion. Um, you know, unfortunately, as far as that goes, I don't think anybody is going to totally agree on what the penalty should be for that, per se. Uh, there are some people who think it, and, you know, and there is a lot of toxicity around this particular one because it's a Hendrick driver versus Bubba Wallace, who's, you know, and there's a lot of the NASCAR fan base that's, you know, them cheating Toyotas and, and there's, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't like the the Cheat and Hendrick group that that always seems to get everything handed to them. So, because they do, you know. So there's there's a lot of toxicity to it. But I, I think the worst thing we can do, unfortunately, and NASCAR's put themselves in this position, is the worst thing we can do is look at this and compare it to other incidents like this. Typically, we would be able to look at other incidents and go, "What did we do here?" Unfortunately, it just doesn't feel like we can do that with this one. But nonetheless, we're we're running over. Uh, we appreciate the uh, we appreciate the guest appearance from from AJ Appeal. Uh, that was as much of a shock to me as it was to you. I, I hope you guys know that. Uh, but you know, it was it was fun to fun to have him on for a second there. Uh, let's get into uh, to uh, our preview segment, uh, Peyton. If you want to go ahead and put on a a race preview there. And uh, we've got three races going in, and uh, I'm going to get your picks really quick. We're going to try to do this lightning round because we're already 15 minutes over over an hour here. But uh, we got to get Ryan's picks too. Yeah, Ryan, you got to try to keep that perfect streak going. So be sure to put those in the comments there. One more um, weekend, you're taking Logan off. Uh, one thing I, I want to know for the trucks, so, and we're going to separate the trucks because this is the Last race before the championship four. I want not only a win pick for the trucks, but I want you to tell me who, besides Ty Majeski, because Ty Majeski is going to the final four, who else is going to the truck series final four? And Logan, I'll start with you since you won our debate. 
Sorry, I'm still shook over here. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, I think John Hunter's going to get it done. Uh, we we know his we know his incredible talent in, in truck series. Uh, as far as the other two, um, your guess is frankly is is, is as good as mine. So uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to give you a prediction on that just because. Well, let's just uh, I, I'm too I'm too uh, I'm too. That was too much of a curveball for me to even think about it. So, but I'll give you I'll give you John Hunter, and that's all I got for that. <laughs> Zach, what say you? Who's going to the final four for the trucks? Unlike Logan, I actually know what I'm talking about. So I've got Grant Enfinger from below the cut line winning this race. Um, Grant has a bit of the clutch gene in him, and uh, you know I wouldn't be surprised that he's come up big a few times this season already. And I do like Logan's logic there with John Hunter. Um, he's been the truck to be for the past two years, it feels like. And how could I not uh, pick arguably the hottest driver in the truck series right now, Chandler Smith? That's a fair. Says he agrees with my logic, and then says he doesn't. That I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I, but I but I do love I do love Grant Enfinger. That's uh, boy, he drives for a damn good team, doesn't he? <laughs> Ryan Hill with his picks. He's got John Hunter for the trucks, <laughs> uh, Gregson for Xfinity, and and Hamlin for Cup. So uh, Hamlin is extremely good at Homestead when a championship's not on the line. Oddly enough, that seems for to him. Be, yeah, for for, for him. him, this is perfect. The championship's not on the line. He's uh, already above the points cut line. That's okay, Logan. Keep choking. As far as my truck picks goes, uh, I'm going to go with John Hunter as well uh, to win the race uh, for the truck series at Homestead. And I'm going to go with Chandler Smith and Zane Smith to join him uh, in the final four. I think uh, both of them have done well enough to, to advance their way into the final four. Um. As far as Xfinity and Cup goes, we're going to go a lightning round style again, and then we're just going to do Xfinity and Cup winners. Who's your picks? I'm going to go with mine for Xfinity. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Ty Gibbs. I think Ty Gibbs gets it done. And uh, for Cup, um, I'm going to go with Ross Chastain. He's got the, uh, the most points on a mile and a half this season, and he did really good at, at Las Vegas and almost came up with a win there. So, Zach, we'll go with you. Uh, in the Xfinity series, I am going to dig deep into my bag of tricks. Uh, this car won the race last year. This driver did not. I'm going with Sheldon Creed. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put a little bit of confidence in this guy. This guy needs to win this race. I'm going with Chase Briscoe to lock his way into Homestead. Or not Homestead, Phoenix. I wish it was Homestead. What a shock to the world that would be, Logan. What about you? What Xfinity and Cup? Well, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm more prepared. Uh, I'm going to go Brandon Jones in the Xfinity series. Uh, run, runs runs pretty good at the old Homestead, and then Cup series. Uh, Tyler Reddick. Let's not sleep on him. Uh, he runs that high line, and he is he is high, wide, and handsome, dangerous boys. I think I think Tyler Reddick gets it done. One more for the road for RCR. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Well, we're winding uh, we're winding our show down. We've run over, but I'll tell you, we've had a fun show. It's been a fun debate segment with a special guest. Uh, we had some some 
a bit of a somber time talking about Kurt Busch, but I think that was important for us to get our thoughts out on, on his retirement. Uh, we appreciate everybody for watching. Peyton, we'll go ahead and bring you back up if uh, if we can. Uh, there we go. Uh, Peyton, you have any, any closing comments here? You're muted. You're muted. I'm just... Uh... As the kids say, I'm a shooky cookie. Is that really I'm what they say? to my core. Yes. That's not right. what they say. I'm the youngest one in the group, and I've never heard that. <laughs> who, in the, who, in the, who in the blue hell says shooky cookie? I, I've, okay, I maybe I just say that. We're gonna I'm put that. We're gonna. Cookie. We're gonna put that one on a t-shirt. I like that. We're, I'm a yeah. shooky cookie. That's a, Peter's beautiful face with I'm a shooky cookie. That's yeah. That's a, I like Your that. Eyes as cookies. I like uh, it. I like yeah. it. I like uh, it. Logan, what say you? Uh, this has been the uh, damnedest episode of Runlines <laughs> I've ever been a part of, and we're only like seven weeks in. <laughs> and, um, didn't think I'd see the day. Uh, looking forward to a great action in uh, in Homestead, Miami. And no matter whatever happens on this show, folks, let me promise you. My father could pop up here, and I wouldn't be more surprised than I was tonight. Um, so, absolutely good to, good to see uh, Mr. AJ appeal, uh, and good to be a part of the show with with you gentlemen, and of course my my much better, much better, good looking half. I outkicked the coverage. It's football season, uh, Peter. And uh, let's let's hope the uh, the law office car of, of the forty three can get it done. That would be great. I'd like my pick to be wrong. How about how about how about one more petty one? <laughs> Zach hit us with a with a signature sign off, sir. I do want to address AJ coming on real quick. You know, uh, AJ is the one that links us all together from the start. Pretty much all of us together. Um, so I give him some small credit for that. Beautiful big straw he is. And. Also, although my in, my closing is always unique, it was formed under AJ's coaching, and uh, I always admired his send-off, and that's where mine originated, my idea from my own originated from. Um, so with that being said, on a very sentimental week, of course, thinking about Kurt Busch and what he's meant to me and my family in racing, um, thank you to my parents for always supporting this addiction, um, and shouts out to Kurt Busch for for being a part of that, a very large part of it. Absolutely. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like and, uh, and share this episode with your friends. We appreciate everybody for tuning in, watching us. Uh, we appreciate all the love and all the support. We appreciate AJ for, for coming on and sharing his thoughts with that. Uh, like Zach said, he is the one who kind of, kind of brought us all together here and, and then we all openly rebelled and then, and then here we are with running on stuff. So, you know, uh, that's what happens when you, when you get a bunch of stubborn cookies like us together, but nonetheless, um, we appreciate everybody for tuning in and, and we appreciate this. Uh, I appreciate all of you for being here for this episode of running on scuffs and, uh, we will see you guys next week. <laughs>